welcome to Dating in the City, Season 4. We're your hosts, the Conti Sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm, regularly featured on MTV, NBC, Forbes, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly nine years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Conti-Pineda. And we're so happy to be here with you guys today. Yes, we hear a little cooing. That's Austin. Yeah, actually, that's me. <laughs> Austin's my little son, if you're just joining us. He's yes. a newborn. He's a month and three weeks almost. Yes, he's so cute. He's a month, but he's like 75 pounds. <laughs> he's almost 15 pounds, so he's definitely a little big... Bowser. Big boy. <laughs> big little big boy. Yeah, Christina's husband is five is six seven? Six five. Six, six five. five. Mm-hmm. Oh, casual. So yeah, she's she's rearing a linebacker. Um, and yes, I am still without child. Praise be. Um, you know, I'm just being such a helpful auntie, yes. aren't I? Yeah, she knows how to calm him down. Sometimes. <laughs> But anyway, we've had such a fun week um, this week. Um, Yesterday, my Access Hollywood episode aired my latest Mm. one. It's so funny because I was re-listening to the the podcast that we had just posted and I had just done another Access Hollywood thing. So this is a a totally different one completely. And it aired yesterday for the East Coast and for Central time. But unfortunately... We are in the time of the presidential debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, uh, it got... Some kind of breaking news. Some which, ridiculous... Which there was no news. There was zero news. <laughs> so I was, I like rushed home from the office so I could be there at exactly seven. So I could watch it on, on TV because it's so fun. And then I turn it on and lo and behold... Hmm. But you know what? It is what it is. This is this is 2024 yet, but at least the East Coast got to see it. That was really fun. And, and to get all the text from people when it airs is always really fun. But I will be posting it on my Instagram at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. So if you are not, you know, just sitting by your TV all the time, you know, watching Access Hollywood every night, you can watch it on my Instagram. Um, but anyway, let's hop into our first segment we couldn't help but wonder as sisters we grew up watching sex in the city now as personal matchmakers in 2020 we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were in our segment we debate each question that carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens and this is season two episode 12 la douleur exquise Yes. yes. La douleur exquise. Exquise. You were the fran- French. You got an A plus. A plus en français. In French class, didn't you do really well in French? I, I just, I guess I just did well in all, in all subjects. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did do well in French, but yeah. it wasn't my favorite But you subject. were so... You're so smart, Christina. I did so badly in everything. No, you didn't. Uh, but I did well. I ended up, my grades weren't that bad. I just did, 
I just, it was really, school was really hard for me, yeah. but I would just be, like, really kind to all of my teachers and just always go for extra help so that they would feel <laughs> so badly so that they would give me better grades because they just felt so badly for me. They're like, this girl, this poor girl, she's trying so hard, <laughs> but it's just not clicking. Um, but anyway, so basically, so le douleur exquisé. Um, so that, the translation of that is the heart-wrenching pain of wanting someone you can't have. Oh, yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. And this is actually, it's such a great title for this episode. Um, and so basically the Carries couldn't help but wonder for this episode is, when it comes to relationships, how do you know when enough is enough? So um, this is such, it's such a great title. It's really a genius title for this episode because Big, um, this is the episode where Big tells Carrie that he's basically like potentially moving to Paris and Mm. he was going on a work trip to Paris, but then he basically is like, oh yeah, I may have to like move there for uh, like a year or two. And he, and she, she's like, wait, what? And like, what are you just finding out now? Or like, what's Mm. going on? He's like, no, I've known for a little bit, but he basically just was totally not factoring Carrie in, in the relationship (laughs) at all. And Carrie was just so baffled. Um, so yeah, they they do end up breaking up at the at the end of the episode, mm. um, because he goes to Paris, but then um, the, she calls him so upset, being like, "You didn't even factor me in. Like, it's not that you're moving to Paris. It's just that like it's one thing if somebody has to move because of work, right. but it's another thing if there's not even that discussion or thinking of of the other person yeah. um, in your when you're in a relationship. But anyway, so um, and then Miranda. Miranda and her newest hookup are uh, philandering in public places. I thought she was with Steve at this by this point. No, I think that they've. I think with her and Steve, it was an in and out. Yeah, it was in and out. Literally, (laughs) in and out. Um. Anyway, and then yeah, and then Charlotte. This is also the episode where Charlotte ha- like accepts free shoes from a shoe salesman with a f- foot fetish. Oh, yeah. I remember that. This is our first oh, entree into the foot, the world of foot <laughs> Before fetishes. Before you made your your psychology paper on this. On well, I made my <laughs> psychology paper. So you guys, really funny story. When we were in high school, Christina and I were in one class together. <laughs> What was that class called? It was psychology. It was psychology 101 or just know. like I, psychology. It was a really good class. It was like we an elective. It. it was, yeah, it was, it a, was such it was a good fantastic class. And was mm-hmm. Mrs. Kandoff? Yes. Mrs. Kandoff? Mm-hmm. Kandoff? Kandoff. Kandoff. Yes, Kandoff. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. And she was just such a fabulous woman. I remember she had that Indian husband. Yes. Oh my gosh. And she had this Indian wedding sparking all of my <laughs> my inner desires for an Indian wedding. Um, but anyway, yeah. So during that class, we had to pick a, um, a what is it? A psychosomatic. Psych- oh, a dis- I did fetishes. You did. <gasps> you did erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Because I was inspired by Sex in the City. <laughs> you did a fetish thing? Yeah. I 
was in that class as well. And he ended up, like, to go and won, like, multiple Grammys. He's, like, a Grammy-winning producer now. He owns his own recording studio. So crazy. But I remember, like, he had visited um, L.A. and he reminded me. He, like, had this party. He's like, yo, Allie, remember when you did that presentation on erectile dysfunction? Because I was standing up there as, like, a 15-year-old talking about erectile dysfunction. And it is. It's psychosomatic. Like, a lot of it is. That's why that was, like, because it was the psychology. It was a psychology. But, yeah, you did fetishes. Lord, help us all. Little Christina doing, talking about fetishes to the class. That is so funny. But, yeah, she was very open-minded and really let us explore all of these different things. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was our first, I guess this inspired, that inspired you. And then my erectile inspiration was the Charlotte as well. So Charlotte really inspired us. Charlotte was just such a, wow, such a pioneer for the Conti (laughs) sisters. But anyway, um, so talking about the couldn't help but wonder here, um, I think that like this is universal. It doesn't matter what year you know, this is happening when it comes to relationships, how do you know when enough is enough? Mm-hmm. And as I was kind of thinking about this episode, um, I think that what Carrie experiences, even though she reacts in such, just her reactions are very problematic. Yeah. But I think that she reacts in a very like cavewoman type way. Like, she reacts in a very instinctive way, Mm -hmm. and that's why it resonates so well with so many women, because Kara's reactions are very, very cavewoman, whereas the, um, whereas, like, we want to, what were you going to say? I was going to say that I don't, and maybe if people don't understand what, I understand what you mean by cavewoman. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain that a little bit for people. Yes. That means just a woman unvarnished. Yep. Totally raw woman. Mm-hmm. We What we would say if a guy says, texts you something that you really hate and it's really annoying, like, choose, so where do you want to go for dinner? It's And then instinct. it's responding immediately I don't know. You're the guy. You should plan it. That's yeah. what um, that's what she's talking about with cave woman. Yes, it's the instincts right. that women do have, right? Right. Because of the way that we were, the the way that like we were, the way that we've evolved. That's it's, or just even how we are, how we're wired. It's the way that women are. I'm wired. even thinking. Yeah. One of our and people are gonna, people are going to get so mad at that. But guess what, guys? There is a thing that men have, and it's called testosterone. Mm-hmm. And that is a thing, and there's a thing that women have, and it's called estrogen. So these, this is biological. Yeah. And it is, when you, if you do any research into the way that cave women and cave men were, like, those are our ancestors, and that's where our instincts come from. Right, right. So for women, it's, it's gathering. For men, it's hunting. And for women, desire to be protected and to be secure. And and anyway, so, yeah. But yeah, anyway, continue, just, Christina. You were about to say something about right, your... Right, right, right. And it's also chromosomal. Men yeah. have, you know, we have an 
X chrom- two X chromosomes. Men have X and Y chromosomes. So yeah. Our so sexes there is are different. a difference. Yeah. There is a difference. Of course. Yeah. So we're just, I'm just saying that, I'm just thinking about a, an example of a bachelorette who was dating a few guys on online dating or talking mm-hmm. to a few guys and one of them had asked her to send her photos. She, she was just flew off the handle, was really upset. Just why is this happening to me? This, these guys are, and I think it was from a website that should have been more. He wanted better fo- guys. more photos of her. I, I he wanted like an OnlyFans account. Do you I, know what that she is? She assumes that it was a, a sex fo- kind of like a, a sex slutty photo. photo. Yeah. I don't know what he said about a it. A sex photo. That's <laughs> what the kids are doing these days. I don't know what they're called. You know, sexting or whatever it's it is. It's a sex picture. <laughs> but she just, she automatically assumed that it was, and she just got really upset. She totally ended conversation with him yep. completely. And Instinct. then the next man who, who texted her asked her a question, and then she just kind of went off on him. And, and saying, reacted. And reacted and said, and, and if, you're lo- if you're not looking for, I think he just asked a simple question, but she said, if you're not looking for a relationship, um, that's don't stop, stop talking to me. We shouldn't meet up. Da, 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 and yeah, just, because she was scorned by the guy before, right. and it triggered her, and then she was in this state of, 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 um, defensive just, mode. Exactly. She was in defense mode. And it was totally her natural woman instincts yes. without varnish. So yep. that's what we're talking about with Carrie and that's why a lot of women can relate to her. So mm-hmm. keep, I've explained no, that yeah. more. Let's move on no, to what you were, your point that you were absolutely. making. Absolutely. So with, yeah, I mean with women, that this is instinct and I think that enough is enough when when I'm discerning, okay, what is enough enough? When is enough enough in a relationship and when is it really over? And I do think that it's really over when a man is doing something like Big did. Mm. So like when a man is not counting you in his future, Mm. when a man is not thinking of you and considering you in his future plans. Um, Obviously, you know, things happen. No relationship is perfect. There are ups and downs in any relationship, even in the healthiest, best relationships. But when a man, when you, when the deal breakers of, do you want to get married? Do you want to have children? And is religion compatible? When a man then veers off course on those three big things, then that's a problem. The problem here is that Carrie and Big never, from what we see anyway, never had that conversation of what do we want? Like, what do you want in your life? What do I want in my life there? It's a very surface level relationship. It's very New York. It's very like, Oh, passion, having going to restaurants, doing parties, all of this Mm. and having sex, being passionate, all of that. But they never, from what we have seen, they never like, sat down and were like hey so like what do you want out of life like do you want marriage do you want children like that conversation has never been broadcasted to us Mm -hmm. um but even at the minimum from what we know of their relationship Carrie has made it clear that she wants to be with big but and that she is considering her him in her future big has made it very clear that he does he's not considering Carrie in his future Mm. so Anyway, and I would say the same thing for men with women. If a woman mm-hmm. is planning just 
moving somewhere and she's not even considering you as part of the plan at all. And Mm -hmm. that's something to really, you know, I would say before she goes on the trip, have a conversation and it's probably will be a breakup conversation, but it's better to do it before they leave than to really discern um, what they really mean by it than to just let the person leave and go on the trip and then do the call dramatically. Well, I mean, yeah. And I think, and it comes to, when it comes to things like, locate like moving somewhere or like not wanting kids all of a sudden Mm. or you know decide getting super into your religion or deciding you're an atheist one one day or like those quality those are big things and truly at the core of it I think enough is enough when a man or a woman is no longer in line with those three big things do you want marriage do you want children and is your religion compatible right. still? Right. And you're, do you still want marriage? And you're, do you still want children? That's this big thing is going into the whole marriage and kids thing. Yeah, He's this not, big thing not, is. Right. Yeah, right. they're not. The future, this is all, because all of those things are, yeah. Future oriented. Future oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay, great. Yeah, I think that, I think that that's that. Yes. That's that on that. Dating in the City is brought to you by our Patreon. We're thrilled to announce the restructuring of our Patreon to allow for more club members, even as low as $1 a month. Join our exclusive club of Patreon members to support our weekly podcast and activate access to amazing personalized gifts and benefits. We'd love to keep providing you with the weekly podcast that you love and to ensure that join today on patreon.com slash dating in the city again that's patreon.com slash dating in the city support the podcast that you love and get a tax deduction for it let's move on to stars they're just like us in this segment we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life all right you guys Today, we are discussing one pop culture story and one pop culture story only, The Bachelorette. <laughs> because Christina, I hope you know, if, if you know what she's quoting, you get extra points, so I'm just going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> one song and, and one, one song, song only. <laughs> Lady <laughs> Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> That's from Blades I'm of Glory. Skin one song and one song only. <laughs> Lady Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. That that movie is so underrated. And and also it's it's quoted in Bazo Hot, that chick gray. Ain't it Jay? What she oughta fish fillet. You know, the um nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. Oh, it, it gets the people going. Uh. Yes, it that's what that's where it's quoted. It's quoted from Blades of Glory. Wow. But it really was just it's such an under the radar movie. Yeah, the, so, the like, script was really just, it was, and the delivery <laughs> by Will Farrell was just perfect. Uh, he was at peak Will Farrell. <laughs> he was at peak. Okay. Um anyway. anyway, let's talk about the Bachelorette. So the Bachelorette, um, Unlike the finale. Well, Claire's finale was on last night. She had three episodes, a grand total of three episodes. And, or three or four, I don't even know. But anyway, so you know Claire, 39-year-old Claire was the Bachelorette. Christina doesn't watch, so I have to kind of, and if you don't watch, it's totally fine. Because we will apply it to normal people. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, basically, 
Claire goes on. They all are. They all have to quarantine for 14 days. They have to keep getting tested. Like, oh. it's this whole big thing. And they do it at La Quinta in Palm Springs. So mm. they're not at the Bachelor Mansion. They're oh, wow. at the resort, the La Quinta Resort and Spa in Palm Springs, huh. which actually looks really lovely because I think that normally La Quintas are not exactly, like, yeah. nice. Yeah. But it looks really beautiful in in the, I mean, maybe it's the the filming sheen, right. um, the zhuzh of the, of, the, of the small screen. They probably paid to be there. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the place. But anyway, so, you know, Claire is 39, as we keep being reminded of, and she has never settled, so she says. Like, that's her whole big storyline mm. is that she's never settled. And there's actually, there was this really awesome line that she had um, when one of this, this terrible guy that was clearly on there, Yosef, just to be the villain, quote unquote. Mm. Um, but he just goes off on her about not even really re- like real things. This was a few a few episodes ago, and he was like, he was just so rude to her, and it was really uncomfortable to watch. And she said that the reason why I'm 39 and single is because I didn't settle for men like that. And that resonated. Like that, I applaud. So that Claire, I was totally on board for. Last night's Claire, I am, I'm shocked, I'm awed, and I'm dismayed, okay? I'm sad, okay? I'm shocked, I'm awed, and I'm dismayed, I'm sad. Because, so Dale was an early front runner. He got the first impression rose, and like, she, when he walked out of the limo, he said, she said, wow this is my future husband. Like, he, when he, he walked out of the the limo, as we have, like, to anybody that listens to this podcast, you know how strongly I feel, personally, and you feel as well, about the false narrative of love at first sight. Mm. How it is, in my opinion, a destructive narrative mm-hmm. that keep will keep women single forever mm-hmm. and ever. Mm-hmm. And it will, when they have that physical spark and that physical connection with somebody, because society's narrative is that, oh, this is love at first sight. This is what you've been waiting for for your entire life. No, sweetheart, this is your physical attraction to a man who is physically your type and physically very appealing. This has, yes, okay, there's something to be said for somebody's essence, somebody's aura, somebody's energy. That's great. But he's hot at the end of the day. Like, let's be real, sweetheart. There are a lot of hot people out there. A lot of attractive people. A lot of men that will have, that will, oh, wow, he's really hot. Does that mean that he's your future husband? I don't know. But it takes, you need to take time to get to know this person. Definitely. It's been three episodes, four episodes, whatever it is. Um, basically, Claire is just so obsessed with Dale that she cancels a group date, cancels a rose ceremony, basically is like, I just want to, I just want to be with Dale. They have one date. One one-on-one date. Hmm. One. Uno. One. 
And before then, they've spent maybe a grand total of an hour and a half together. Mm. One date, one night into the night, they slept over. Christina, your favorite thing. Little sex before monogamy or marriage. Anyway, which it's whatever. Do what you want to do, Claire. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you she had all the men waiting in the house, had Dale sleep over her place. She professes her love for him. He probably is like the and his micro expressions, this is something that I love. So I've studied with we've both studied with studied. I mean, whatever. We've been working with Mark Edgar Stevens for nine years now. Mm-hmm. Mark Edgar Stevens is one of the nation's leading body language experts, and he works with all of our clients mm-hmm. when they begin a membership and when they do a membership with us. And he teaches, um, he does one-on-one sessions with them called courtship displays and attraction signals. We've literally been working with him for nine years, and he does he gives us write-ups um, mm-hmm. after each session that he does with each client where he basically gives us like body language assessments mm-hmm. and then an assessment on what their ideal match would be. Right, right. Um, and he, he gives it to us. We share it with the matchmakers and it's a really cool element of doing a membership with us. Um, we've been working with him for nine years at this point and we've learned a whole lot over those nine years. And for me, I like to think of myself as a body language natural mm-hmm. because I've always... You've always been. Yeah. yeah you've always been. Lie detection. Also, it's just, you pick it up really quickly too. You've you've studied more than the average person. Definitely, you've definitely dove into that. I've yes. studied more, more obviously as well. Yeah, but you have a real knack for it, and also yeah. a penchant for for just going deep and learning and and seeing it. Yes, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. And also your criminal minds, everything, yes. you, you learn so much about that too. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. I like to think of myself as a human lie detector mm-hmm. because I always know when people are lying. Yep. I always know people's true intention. Mm-hmm. Always, yep. always. I can read it in two seconds. Yeah, it's also a gift that you yeah, have. Yeah, it yes. is. I know. Mm-hmm. I just know. And mm-hmm. I'll explain it to you and even like... And I'll be like, oh, this is why he's doing this. And this is why. This is going to be the way that it pans out. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I, I, it's just because of the body language and because of, anyway. His micro expressions. Oh mm. my goodness. So micro expressions are like the these fast little tiny, tiny expressions that unless you are really focusing and really paying attention, you'll miss. But his and some people that are like natural with body language, like me, I pick up on uh, on the micro expressions all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's so oh my gosh, mm. I die. But with Dale, you look at him. So he's thinking like, oh, I'm one of these. I'm one of the guys. I'm definitely a front runner. And like, okay, yeah, I'll tell her I'm falling in love with her. This is what I'm I'm picking up on. Or he was paid off. Either way, like something is awry. Basically, she proclaims her love for him. Um, she stops the whole process and she sends all the guys home. She tells Dale she loves her him. And then Dale's like, yeah, I'm falling in love with you too. Somehow, during that sleepover, she gets him. They, they say, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Chris Harrison then goes in and is like, hi, Dale. Yeah. So what's next? She's expecting a proposal. Oh. It's been... You went on one date with this woman, which actually, though, I will say, like, my 
you know my heart in my heart is really in arranged marriages yes so if somebody genuinely is like down to get married and be this is basically an arranged marriage by abc and by the casting department and chris harrison um but i truly believe there was some kind of financial gain uh, aside from just the fame that Dale will get from this, because he was a party city model, he doesn't currently have, not that from what I can tell from his social media and from anything, he doesn't currently have a job. So, and they claim they haven't spoken before, which is mind boggling. It's just, it's, I, it's so anyway, basically, that's what happens. Claire proclaims her love for him. She's like, and men just run away when I tell them I love them. I've mm. begged men to love me before. I've begged them, and he shows up. I just hope that he shows up. Girl. This is why Girl. none of those relationships worked. She's 39, Christina. I know, and it's, yeah. This is the thing. My thoughts on this, listen... If you go into a relationship and you both agree on an arranged marriage, right. down. Yeah, go say go I love it. you. Do it all. Do it all. You have my blessing. Amen. But if you're in a normal type relationship, the, the behavior that Claire has exhibited <laughs> is not only horrifying, but I think... I just think that it's, it's, I wrote a word down. There's one word to describe it. It's irresponsible. (laughs) It's just irresponsible. Because young women are watching this and they're thinking, I'm going to wait for a man. I'm going to never settle. And I'm going to wait for a man that A, I, with the first moment that I see him, I'm going to be in love with him. A, irresponsible. Okay. That's not the way it works, people. Mm B, I'm going to now become obsessed with him and tell him I love him. And if a guy does not respond with a proposal, this is not the right one. He is a horrible person and I am not settling. What is going on? I think, Alessandra, this ties back to our whole cavewoman talk that we did in the beginning. That in the perfect world of women... This is how it would happen yeah. because that's what we would do. Yeah. We're just we we have no social there's no social things. That's what would happen. The guy would do whatever we wanted and yeah. we would just all of our emotions, let our passions go run free, but this mm-hmm. is not the world. We need to live in a way that's reasonable and responsible. Yes. And also that takes in consideration how men work. Yeah. And my question for you is where is she from? Oh God, I don't even know. I think she lives. Where does? Oh, wait, let me let me Google where where does Claire live? Where is Claire Crawley from? And as you're doing that, I'm, I'll explain why I'm asking. Sacramento, this. California. Okay, she clearly does not live in LA because <laughs> <laughs> that is. And she's a hairstylist and colorist. Okay, great. Yeah, she. If she lived in L.A. or had moved here at some point, she would know that model... She'd have already been broken in on the whole model thing. I think we all have to go through that, seeing a model, thinking they're hot, thinking they're amazing, perfect for you, and then 
go through the motions of the relationship and then see that it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Granted, there are some who just, it's, that's who a rare few who rare it works models. out with. Yeah. But if you've lived in L.A., you know that that doesn't work. She Because has there it. are so many really attractive yeah. guys yeah. who look the part, but then when you look beyond the physical, you realize, wait, oh my God, he doesn't have a job. Right. And oh my goodness, where does he live? Mm-hmm. And oh, is he, like, is he an Uber driver? Right. You know, so, which is fine. Right, but you need to be but, okay with that, and you need yeah. to know that he's not probably not going to be providing for your children. You yeah. will have to have a full-time job. Yes. Not only a full-time. I mean, you you're going to have, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a rough, it's a rough road. Right, you it's don't have road. to support yourself. You're going to have to support him, your child. Yeah, absolutely. And his, yeah. and his ambitions. And his ambitions for fame and for if he's a model. Also have to ward off all of those, the women, women that are throwing themselves at him that don't really know any better. But anyway, but yeah, I think that also we since we do live in LA and since we are matchmakers, we have a very interesting perspective on this because we, and also the fact that we're not just from LA, the fact that we're from the East coast Mm -hmm. where we have experienced kind of quote unquote normal, you know what I mean? Like we've experienced normal dating scene, normal America, normal guys. Mm -hmm. Whereas in LA it's, you get a certain, like you get very attractive who the of these model men who want to be famous and they will do whatever it takes they to will. get to a that level. A lot of them will. Yes. A lot of them will. They will. Yeah, a lot of them it's will. It's very difficult to reach the kind yeah. of fame that they want to with modeling or yes. acting. In kind and of going it in a way, in a route that is honorable. Honorable. <laughs> truly. Truly. I know it We've is. seen it all. We've I mean seen we it all. really have. I didn't yeah. I won't even tell you about an actor that I interviewed who was a little too brutally honest with me mm. about what he was willing to do. And he was he applied for the Bachelorette. Um, very attractive guy. If you just mm-hmm. met him, very charismatic. But he was like, "Listen, I'm gonna be real with you. I wanna, I want a woman who's wealthy. I wanna be famous. I'll do whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep with men. Sorry, I'm just being honest yeah, with you. Say, yeah, I'll sleep with men. Yeah. I've slept with men before. I've, I, I'm open to it. It's not my preference. I don't, I'm not gay, but I'll do it. If that's what it takes for me to get to where I want to be, I'll do it." So this is reality. People. This is reality. Okay. This is not just one person that no. I've interviewed. This is just no, the we've latest. Seen, we've yeah. seen it. We've seen, we've it, seen this it happen all. over and over exactly. again. And it's not vilified. It's not by any means. If you're gay, wonderful. That's fabulous. But what I'm saying is this is not, they're not living their truth. Like this is clearly their, anyway. So it's just, the thing is the lesson that we all need to learn about this experience on The Bachelorette mm-hmm. is that. Claire is 39 and single for a reason. Mm. And it has nothing to do with she seems like a lovely woman. She seems, you know, she's a little nuts. But it's... And the, the thing that keeps so many women back is everything that she has expressed and has played out. The reason she is single is because she has fallen in love with an image She's fallen in love with the idea mm-hmm. of Dale. She doesn't love Dale. How You can't love somebody and not know them. Mm-hmm. You can. You can have love for them. That's wonderful. She, has, right. she loves an idea of him. Mm-hmm. She says he's everything I've ever wanted in a man. Sweetheart, how do you know that? 
How do you know that? He was even, yeah. during his proposal, he was like, you could tell, you know when you go to a wedding and you don't, you're like a, you're like one of the guests that's on like a, a kind of end table. You were just kind of like a filler guest. Like, and then somebody asks you like, oh, so like, how do you know the bride and groom? And you really have to like stretch it. You really have to be like, oh, well, you know, we went to summer camp together and, you know, she always was just, you know, I remember this one time because that was the one experience you had with her. Yeah. And clearly you were a filler guest. I felt like in his proposal, he was really <laughs> reaching. He was like, yes, like, you know, from the moment that I saw you three days ago and like, it just so it, well. So we actually proposed. Oh, he! They're engaged. Wow. They are engaged. Wow. They're engaged. Okay. So, but my prediction is that he probably is riding this wave right now. I, I, he's probably a nice guy. You know, he's probably a nice guy. But you know, and and if he real, if he does genuinely want marriage, he'll he'll stick it out with her for sure. But I. I do not, this is not it. This is not, he is going to, because also one of the other problems with us, sorry I'm going off and you're not really speaking a lot. But okay. I just have a lot of, I have a lot of feelings, okay? I just have a lot of feelings. But <laughs> one thing that I know is going to happen, the second that he bursts that bubble, even a little bit, mm. and this is why these relationships mm. are so dangerous. These love at first sight relationships are so volatile and dangerous because she has this image that he's the perfect guy. He's not the perfect guy. He probably, he's a man, so he probably does some weird, disgusting things, <laughs> and she's going to see one of those things. He'll, you know, burp, and then she'll be like, are you kidding me? He'll do one thing, and she's going to, it's going to burst the bubble, and she's going to be slapped down to reality that this is not a perfect man because no men are perfect. Yeah, I think it could either go that way or she's creating the delusion so much mm. in her mind that she's just spinning this web, spinning this web, and she's not even noticing major red flags mm. that she sees because I see that happen a lot too. Oh, wow. And then yes. he does something devastating. He does... At yeah. one after the other and then she just it gets to the point where she cannot lo no longer be in a relationship with him so I think it could be it could go either of those ways but I think I've seen the batch the way that I just described to you with women I've date coached yeah over and over again and yeah. and we we've found out ways of breaking the cycle and figuring out the red flags before you get to that yeah. point so that you're not living in this fantasy world which never feels peaceful yeah, definitely. Um, wow. Okay. So that, I just feel, I feel really, I feel like I just had a therapy session. Wow. Um, because it was so intense last night. It was so intense. Yeah. So it was a very short season, it sounds Well, like. okay. So, but now they have a brand new bachelorette. Okay. They, okay. they brought in Tasha, and she looks so amazing and I'm just really excited for it. But, but apparently also there are rumors that, one of the other girls is coming in as well, Hannah Ann, the one that Peter picked, and then they got they split up. So I, I, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> I just love how you are so enthralled by the political oh. machination machinations oh. of the Bachelorette, whereas oh. Dan is so enthralled by political machinations in general. So it's just so oh funny to gosh. see what different people's 
what they love to to know the ins and outs about oh my gosh yeah it truly feeds me yes like I truly it's it's like and I also had a cheat night last night so it was like a lot it was a lot of joy and speaking of political we actually have sisterly advice mansers edition this week and this is Oh, a, a slightly political question, I would say, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, Christina and Allie. With the election, the topic of politics keeps coming up when I'm dating. Should I only date a woman who shares the same political view as me? Should that be a deal breaker that I need to add to what I'm looking for? And this is from bipartisan boo, question mark. <laughs> I just thought of that. It's not, they didn't say that. But anyway, yeah, if you guys could come up with puns, that would be great. They yeah, they put too, too close, close to call, call. Which was also kind of funny. I know. <laughs> but I like bipartisan boo better with a question mark. So yeah, it's actually funny because this question came into my DMs um, last night. But mm-hmm. I've been, we've been getting this a lot mm-hmm. over the past couple weeks, especially this week with the insanity <laughs> I'm so over it. Like, I'm so over it. And I know that that's, it's entitled for me to say that I'm over what? it. Because the, the thought process behind that is that, like, well, you're, the, the fact that your life is not going to be aggressively impacted, that, it like, if by you saying you're over it, you're dismissing it, and basically, like, uh-huh. that's coming from a place of entitlement. I don't agree with that thought process, yeah. but I recognize that thought process. I don't agree with it, but anyway. Um, I'm over it, though. Sorry if that's offensive to anybody. Yeah. It's so annoying. Well, I'm, and I think it's just one of those things that we're, all, all we, I can do at this point is pray, yeah. and that's that's yeah. what I'm doing, and yeah, that's all. And I can it's do. so funny because yesterday, like there, I thought that it was about to the the coverage was about to cut into the Bachelorette, and oh. I texted oh. Megan and I said they better keep at the the city the city better keep itself boarded up <laughs> because if this cuts into the Bachelorette. I'm going to riot. <laughs> I'm going to riot. You guys, I was oh like gosh. on the brink. Yeah, she does Because they already that. know. I don't mean that. I'm just joking. But they already cut into the Access Hollywood. And thing. I was like, oh, the Bachelorette, please. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so let's talk about let's this. Let's talk Question about this. at hand. Christina, what do you think about this? I definitely think it's one of the pieces of the puzzle, but you really need to get to know someone, and it's so difficult to say, this, 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 and this is what I'm looking for without actually getting to know people. Something that when I talked on the YCP panel, when I did that talk in February, Young Catholic Professionals panel about, it was love, dating, relationships, and... There was a priest on there who said the words that you really need to let the relationship unravel or unfold. unfold. Let the person unfold in front of you. Reveal themselves. Reveal themselves rather than making these snap judgments. And our culture is so much about labeling people and saying, okay, this person's that, this person's that, this person's that. So in the end, you're going to be alone because you can't talk to anyone. You can't talk to anybody. <laughs> if they're all these labels that you've 
fixated on them. And it's a label, and then it's thinking that, okay, well, this person is a Democrat, therefore, they have all of these qualities, all these characteristics, right. these are their beliefs. Or, this person is a Republican, therefore, they have all of these qualities, all of these thought processes, all of these this. And it shuts down communication in general. Yeah, that's and it's why, so divisive. It is. And, and that's why we're here. Right. That's why when you're dating, get to know people. Mm-hmm. It might come down to a thing where, you know what, this person has, I am so about babies and so against abortion. I can't date this person because they are opposite than me. Mm-hmm. So it might come down to something like that. Yeah. And then you can't but, move forward. But yeah. you should not, just because they say that they are this, it might be different when you meet with them in person and meet so, with them. Yeah. I will, so I'm going to tell you my thought process on this. Okay. First of all, my answer is I think everybody should date a person of a different political background. We should all be friends with people with different political viewpoints. We need to try to be friends with people and we need to try to date people with different political affiliations. We need to try, we need to hear each other, and we need to listen to what each other has to say. Because I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I have been very conservative. I've been very liberal at different points in my life. And I've been very, quote unquote, well, I guess it's like very Republican, very, very Democrat at two, at different points in my life. And I know that when I was on either end, it is very hard to listen to somebody that has a different viewpoint that you have because it brings it's a very emotional experience it's very emotionally charged it's very emotionally charged mm-hmm. i remember there was a time we couldn't even yeah. talk about politics because we were on such different ends of the spectrum yeah. and but then i started to listen and i started to just say you know what like these are really good people and i don't think that they're evil so let me just listen mm-hmm. to what they have to say And let me listen and then take it in, try to see what their perspective is, and just try to try to try to understand where they're coming from. Hmm. So that has helped me exponentially just process the world and in my daily life. That's great advice, Alessandra. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm doing pretty well, like at life. Mm -hmm. I will say, I think I'm doing quite well at life. You know? Um, praise God, you praise are. Jesus, mm-hmm. praise Jesus, and I'm not saying everybody be like me, but I will say <laughs> you should. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, the world would be a better place if more people were like me. Um, just kidding. But why can't a woman? Why can't a woman be more like me? <laughs> why can't everybody be more like I me? I think that's your best theme. Song. I think that's my theme song totally. But anyway, but I will say, so I was in a meeting with the top matchmakers in the U.S. and actually abroad as well. There were a few that were um, from different areas. But I was it's called the Matchmakers Alliance, and they do a bi-monthly bi- or a monthly meeting. I hadn't been on a meeting in a while, but um, the group definitely leaned very much towards one side. Mm. Um, and, and so the question arose... Um, from one of the matchmakers, they're like, hey, so I have a lot of people coming in that are telling me it's a deal breaker. 
I won't date if somebody is a Trump supporter or I won't date if somebody is a lib or a li- <laughs> like a Democrat. So, and like such like visceral things right. that people say right. about each other. Like, give me a break. Yeah. We're all so much more similar than we think in mm-hmm. my personal, humble opinion. Yep. Um, but we've been so, it's been such a divisive time and just so pampered in our, in either extreme side. Anyway... Um, so the, so all the matchmakers, literally, I'm not joking, Christina, they all said, well, that's a deal breaker. I completely agree. That's a deal breaker. That is a deal breaker, especially now, especially, but it's a deal breaker. And then for me, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is bad because if, if it's just, it's about like, yeah. Obviously, if somebody is completely unwilling to, like, consider, to listen to somebody's opinion and belief, then yeah, okay, that's a deal breaker. If somebody's so close-minded, that's a deal breaker. But if somebody is like, okay, this is my thought, these are my thoughts, this has been my experience, like, what are your thoughts? What have been your experience? And you can have an open dialogue that's beautiful. That's necessary. I completely agree. So Alessandra. we're just as we're just we would be feeding into it's feeding into it. It's feeding and into I think, what they want. And Alessandra, to be honest, I think that a lot of these people it's they may not even really feel that way, but it's the easier thing to say. Mm-hmm. That is the socially acceptable mm-hmm. thing to say. Of oh yeah, it's a deal breaker. Yep. Of course, that's what people are going to say. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, pat you on the back. If you said then. To them, actually, I don't think it's a deal breaker, and this is why you'd be panned. You'd be oh, thrown. I get tomatoes in so would much be thrown trouble. at you. I mean, we've seen it. Yeah, I get in a lot of trouble. Right. That's what I'm just telling you. That is mm-hmm. what is acceptable right yeah. now. And if you just go with that, then you'll probably have a few less bumps in the road. But mm-hmm. you have to stand for the truth. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. Yeah. And but I think it also comes down to like this is the thing. It comes down for us and for me when I'm matchmaking and when we're matchmaking, the deal breakers are value-based, right? So if somebody obviously is like has a value, a principle that is completely opposite to somebody else's value and principle, obviously we're not going to matchmake you. Like, so that's why, but when it comes to these labels of Democrat, Republican, of just this visceral insanity that's going on, it just is so annoying. Yeah, and I'm going to give you one example that I'm just thinking of. So Abby Johnson, so she worked for Planned Parenthood, Mm. and her now husband, they have eight kids or something like that. I don't know what it is. But he married her when she worked for Planned Parenthood, even though he was pro-life. But he loved her. And he he just Mm -hmm. loved who she was. Yeah. And then she ended up, obviously, quitting her job and being (laughs) totally opposite than that from Planned Parenthood. But this is what... That kind of mentality is just... Yeah. It's, it's just see beyond the labels. Yeah. And it also, the fact that it's seeped so aggressively now into our, into the personal lives of people. Like, this is, this is the government. 
Right. Why is this seeping now? Right. Into, it's already, okay, so already the government <laughs> yeah. has made us, basically has killed any kind of social activities it's for true. us. It's true. It's controlling. We're not allowed to do anything. We're allowed to go to restaurants, but we are shamed if we do anything it's that true. is perceived as as social. I've been personally, I know, I haven't actually been that badly shamed. Thanks, guys. Um, but a little bit. I mean, the, even at the matchmaker but meeting, there's... there were a few, a few, <laughs> a few uh, I just, I mean, I don't do anything insane, but, but even the fact that I'm, like, having to, like, right. it's just, they've already taken so much. Right. Like, they've, ta- they just take so much, and now it's like, what? Now, okay, you can't even date somebody now? Because of the stupid, it's just, like, stay out of our lives. Yep. Like, that's, like, let us just do our thing. Don't let the government control you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, like, that by saying, I won't, I refuse to date somebody who is a Democrat, or I refuse to date somebody who's a Republican, like, okay, you're letting the government control you. true. And your life, even more than they already are. You already have to wear a mask everywhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, really, let's, let's really keep what is it a confirmation bias let's keep like it's basically like you basically consume things and it just continues to uh propagate your belief like so it's but and that's what a lot of the media does and like a lot of like say it's hard to explain i understand they get it they get it y'all get get it i think they understand but so great to talk to everyone. Do yeah. we want to do a little catching bit of catching up Contes? You told about your access yes. Hollywood. I wanted to say I was on Trending with Timory last Thursday and then for the marriage hour. And we talked about mm. tips for men, really important tips for men so to create romance. How to create romance. Is romance important? how to do it, how to get the girl of your dreams, and keep the woman of your dreams. So that was a really fun episode. That's on my website if you go to matchmakerchristinaconti.com. All of the Trending with Timory episodes are are uploaded there. Austin's like, excuse me, can you please talk about me? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm a big part of your life right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, she's so cute. It's true. And then uh, then I'll be on Trending with Timory next Thursday as well, and yeah. that is Thursday, November. T- oh gosh, can you tell me what that is, Alessandra? Next Thursday, and then I have a meeting in literally yes. one minute. So it's thir- next Thursday, the 12th. Next Thursday, the 12th. Yes. Okay, and what was last week so I can tell them? It was the. Last week was um, the 29th. The 29th. 29th. Okay, 29th. great. Yeah, so if you. Yeah. Also, it's on all the podcasts yeah. on Trending with Tim Ray, too. Beautiful. And then mm-hmm. wait for Halloween. Can we just say really fast? Okay. I was Jasmine, and my boyfriend was Aladdin, and it was the cutest thing ever, so head to my Instagram at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. It, it was. was a hit. It was great. I went to a party with seven people there, so <laughs> I'm, guys, I'm being safe. <laughs> Chris, and then we have a video. Jessica filmed a video, and it was so funny. Um, but anyway, and Christina, what were you? And then we did a family costume. Dan was Kylo Ren, I was Ray from Star Wars, and we had a little baby Yoda in the room. Oh, he with... sounds like Darth Vader right now. 
He's getting angry. He's so cute. Feed me. Feed me. It's like me. Okay, you guys, it was so fun catching up with you, and we're sending you guys so much love. And um, sorry if we triggered anybody today, but you know, we just we all be, need we all need we a little need bit of little, challenging yeah, and pushing. Yeah, a little bit of pushing. Considering things, yeah. and you have to agree with everything we say. That's yeah. the part of living in living in, in our free, democratic republic. Yeah, but totally. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Bless us all. <laughs> www.matchmakersinthecity.com.